Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hi, welcome to our studios here at Brangaroo. This is The Call, 10 stocks picked by you, two expert guests, one hour, Friday the 10th of February. We've got Friday feels in here. Just been discussing our favorite Friday songs. Let's hope Henry Jennings' remark is today doesn't break into song, but you never quite well, know, exactly. do you? Adam. He's, he's the only one qualified to do it. The yeah. rest of us are unqualified. What uh, are you saying about You didn't like my singing. Well, anyway, let's, let's keep moving. All right, moving on. Adam Dawes here from Shaw and Partners. So great to have you both here with me. Um, I would like to start just with a general question. Do you feel like the worm is turning this week on this rally that we've been experiencing yes, this year? definitely. Yeah. We're starting to see that sort of moving lower and even today is a classic Friday sell day after a really good January. Uh, we're starting to see some, yeah, some selling coming in, which is nice because I didn't see how it could stay up here for too long. So yeah, yeah it's been good. And you, you're seeing opportunities out there still? Not yet. It's still hard to find some value. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's getting a little bit, it, it, well, the, it is coming down. Certainly Whitehaven today, something like that, where we saw a very large line go through. 5% of the company went through yesterday, $7.90. The stock's getting hit today. The coal prices are down. We're going to wait for that to stabilise. There might be some value in those coal names in the next coming couple of weeks. Okay. Henry, what about you? I mean, um, what about you? <laughs> what, is that? what about me? Uh, I, I wrote an article this morning based on Casino Royale and the, one of the final scenes where the villa in Venice crumbles and falls into the canal. I don't know what's going on here. Right. So in, Please the, explain. in the scene, Daniel Craig has a big fight with the villains and he gradually knocks out all the supports right, right. until the big edifice of the villa, which mm-hmm. has been there for centuries, yeah. crumbles into the canal. And our market does feel a bit like that at the moment because all that support, all the specky stuff, all the small cap <coughs> stock, all the stuff that was running and firing has gradually been knocked out Yep. And you're left with the banks and BHP that have been there for centuries and Rio and Fortescue. And it's gradually starting to, you, you're looking at me like no, I'm no. completely I, I, I like it. I like you it like a lot. It? I do. Anyway, so that, that I think is what's happening at the moment in the market. It's mm-hmm. been held up, looks good, cracks are forming, supports are being taken away. Yep. And gradually, you know, we've seen it today with the coal stocks. Yep. Um, yesterday they were up, today they're down. Yep. Um, that's been the, the modus operandi of coal stocks. But generally, I think that rally that we saw in January, which was a massive short covering rally. You know, you look at short covering, you reckon? Oh, yeah. The, um, the, 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 the US and the international hedge funds have gone to neutral from being very underweight. Yes. You know, they piled money into China. They've piled 300 billion US back into the market yep. in January. Results are coming out in the US. Some good, some bad. Same here. We're starting the results. Yeah. And I've never seen quite so many downgrades coming through. Even the good ones. Mm. Being, you know, Borrell, I thought, was a good result. Talked about it on Wednesday. Downgraded mm. by a lot of brokers. Well. <clears throat> I, think, I think we've got, um, you know. I think the, a little bit of the other side of that, if I can, um, is that it certainly 
Yeah, potentially some short covering, but also Australia is seen as a pseudo way to play the China yep. reopening trade. Yep. And if you looked at actually in January, every day it just ticked up a little bit. Buying and buying. Yep. And so we're seeing that. But my question to you, Henry, is how long does the China reopening play last? Um, I think it's a, a long theme. China plays the long game. Agree. They didn't have the same that we did. I mean, they're, they're, they're different, let's face it. They didn't get mighty dollops of stimulus. They're not all cash, you know, they're not all cashed up like yeah. we were. You know, when we came out of, of, COVID, of COVID right. restrictions and lockdowns, the governments had just chucked money at us. Yeah. It was fantastic. You know, they're not all cashed up like yeah. we were. You know, when we came out of, of, COVID, of COVID restrictions right. and lockdowns, the governments had just chucked money at us. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. You know, everyone had saved money. No one had been traveling. The Chinese government hasn't done that. So when they come out, they've got to rebuild that buffer. They've got to rebuild their finances. And they can't, okay, they've gone nuts with probably Lunar New Year, but I think it's going to take long. Chinese things take longer. They mm. look, you know, they look 100 years out. So you've got, you got these two big economies, China stimulating the US that's contracting. Yep. So you know, you've got this push and pull. So it's sort of very difficult to see how Australia... We always hitch our wagon to China, we so do. we're going to we're going to do quite well on that. But the world is influenced by what's happening in the U.S. So. I think sentiment is, and you know, the Federal Reserve rate is the big risk-free rate that affects absolutely yeah, everything. everything. Should I just go home? Or I thought, I thought you had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we reporting season as well. We are also in reporting season, and that has inspired my pick for stock of the day. But before we get there, let's just run through the companies we'll be speaking about: West Farmers, Sandfire, Archer Materials, Aristocrat Leisure, and Reese. Okay, let's get though to the stock of the day. And we're going to do a little bit of a retrospective here because back in December, we got Henry's view on domain after it downgraded. Just take a look at this before we get to today's stock of the day, REA. Whoops, we didn't have the audio, but basically, I believe, Henry, you were saying, duh, a downgrade. Who would have thunk it considering the housing market? Geez, I actually said something right. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. It's a shame we didn't get the audio. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll you have to good. trust me on that good. one. He got something right. Stock of the day, REA Group. It reported an increase in revenues for the half. However, net profit after tax fell 9% as it navigates falling house prices and higher interest rates. Revenues were underpinned by yield growth in advertising products, along with a strong performance from REA India, which grew its top line by 48%. CEO Owen Wilson continues to talk about the strength of its product and, um, yeah, really talking about maximizing their campaigns. Uh, but, you know, you can't help but, uh, you know, realize that this interest rate environment uh, will be a bit painful for the company. The company declared an interim dividend of 75 cents per share. So, uh, REA Group, uh, why would the market be taken by surprise by a downgrade coming from REA? It's a little bit of a surprise to me as well. Why? Because we have been seeing in the press housing markets starting to fall. Most uh, major capital cities, Sydney and Melbourne, are down sort of 15%. So you would think then revenues for REA and Domain would also follow that as well. So I think one of the big things that came out in uh, the result was the, the increased costs reflecting higher employee costs 
from wage inflation and continuing investment into strategic initiatives. So they've obviously had to increase their marketing spend as well as their travel costs as well, obviously with uh, India and things like that uh, going forward. So look, overall, I thought it was an okay result. Market obviously down today, so it's gonna take a little bit of that in its stride. I overall think that REA is a fantastic business. Uh, if you go back to that chart, we sort of look at it and it does seem to be sort of at that sort of top end of its trading range for the last sort of two or, or a year and a half now. So look, cautious here. I'd say it's a hold at these levels. Wait for some more or better news coming out mm. from the, um, and you know, maybe picking it up at 100 or $105 might be a better play. So you reckon uh, it will yeah. go lower and you should wait? Yeah, just looking at that chart, see it's tried to hit uh, in 2022, it's tried to hit a couple <coughs> of times and then, and then fallen. So yeah, that shows to me that there's a lot of resistance to that 125 level. Okay, what about you, Henry? Um, well, it's a shame we didn't get the audio of that um, <laughs> domain thing because you know, although in, th in theory I was right, in practice I was wrong because both of them are very, really hard in January mm. and that was in December, so I didn't get it right that well. Um, weaker side of things so I think on that basis probably more downside to come in REA as the market readjusts but it's it's hardly a surprise is it you know the housing market so do you sell it then Henry yeah it's a sell thank you okay let's get to you these. just wanted to feel useful didn't you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay let's see if I can put myself to some use here West Farmers is the first excuse me on the list for Gary saying, could I get a view given rising inflation and potential for less consumer discretionary spending? Is West Farmers, <coughs> Bunnings, is that discretionary? Will it suffer? It, it is. 60% of its uh, overall uh, revenue comes from Bunnings. So yes, it is very consumer discretionary. But to Henry's point, if people are staying to a little bit put, they might be doing some more renovations. So really comfortable with that. And certainly Target, uh, Kmart, Officeworks, those kinds of things. I, I, I'm, I've been buying West Farmers anything under $50. I think the dividend yield is fantastic. I think that they're a very, very, very well-run business. Remember, they do have lithium, they mm -hmm. do have chemicals, they do have other things, but obviously a lot of it is consumer discretionary. Um, also with consumer discretionary, they are at the lower end of the socioeconomic chain, so Kmart and those kinds of things. They're the people that are gonna hit, get hit the hardest but they still need to buy socks, pants, you know, they still need to do that and they will go to a Kmart or a Target versus going to, give me another sort of high-end fashion. Meyer, David Jones. Meyer, David know. Jones, yeah. So okay. that I think they will be okay, but I don't think West Farmers should be tarred with the consumer discretionary brush. It does have a lot of other things mm -hmm. and that's why I like it with a decent yield under $50. So What's it's a buy? buy from me. Would you be buying West Farmers, Henry? I love shopping at Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favourite places to go shopping. Why? Because it's so cheap. So cheap. Everything's so cheap. Sometimes it's like, yeah, but you scratch the, your head. You go in for something and there's a, there's a flag for you. You always spend 100 bucks. Yeah. It's like going to Bunnings. You always spend 200 yeah. bucks. Yeah. No matter what you go to Bunnings for, yeah. you always spend more than you, you thought well, you, you were went going for. you went into one thing and then you come out with five Solar things. lights. 
Right. I mean, how many of those do I buy? I mean, it's ridiculous. Your garden must look good. It doesn't, because they don't last very long. <laughs> useless. You think I'd learn my lesson. Um, West Farmers is an interesting conglomerate, isn't it? Let's face it. It's got so many different levers. It's got pharmacy now as well. It's got yeah. pharmacy. Uh, that's something that Adam forgot, and, and I think the market forgets too. Mm. It's got the lithium, and it's got a big pile of cash. Mm. I don't know what it's going to do with that cash. We've been saying that for years, though. I know. It's a war chest. I know. It's a war chest. But obviously, they think things either are going to get worse, and there's going to be some bargains around, or that maybe just it's just not value at the moment. I, I think, you know, given the headwinds that are coming, it's hard to get excited about West Farmers, I must admit. It's, I mean, it's solid, great management. Everyone loves it. It, it was in the doldrums for such a long time. Mm. You know, the, all these defensive stocks were in the doldrums, and now... They've all rallied, but I think that that rally is probably a little bit over for the time being. We've got to see how it plays out with Officeworks. Everyone rushed and got printers and new PCs during COVID. We've got to see how it works at Bunnings. We've got to see how the API thing settles down. We've got to see how Mount Holland settles down in terms of production coming through. I'm just a little bit cautious on this one. I think, you know, quality is probably a hold. You wouldn't be aggressively selling it, but it's probably going to drift down, I think, with the market. Mm. Okay, there we go. We get report coming from West Farmers. I think it's the week after next as well. So again, we'll see how that goes upon the result. Let's get to Sandfire. This is for Tim. Don't have any context, um, but look, uh, you like copper, Henry? Who doesn't? Who doesn't these days? Sandfire, what do you think? Um, it's run pretty hard. It did that uh, capital raise. It's run pretty hard. Copper was very much in vogue. Um, I'm not sure resources are as in vogue as they were month or so ago and it has run hard so I think you know at the moment the, the problem is there's very few ways to get exposure to copper you know Oz Minerals is going to go I think the vote is April yep. so that'll be all over Red Rover yep. and then you'll resources? be say again Aries yeah but they're, they're kind they're, of they're mid-tier they're mid-tier mid you know if you want big you know if you want companies that international investors recognize BHP but it's diluted you know Rio it's diluted yeah um Samphire does stand out as the pure play, but it has run hard. I think from here it's going to get a little bit harder. Um, and it is very dependent on the copper price and it is very dependent on the global outlook. China coming back online, definitely not a sell. It is a hold, but it may drift and you may get it cheaper if resources come off the boil a little bit more. So for me, it's a hold. A lot of my clients, we were in at sort of $4.50 and um, we're really, really, really happy with Samfire. And that was basically uh, last year when Oz Minerals was you know, taken over or at least made play to take over from BHP. We knew that the money was going to flow into the next largest cap copper uh, side of things. I agree with Henry though, 630, 650 does look a little bit toppy up here. So I'm gonna say hold, buy on any weakness because if you take the overall macro view on copper, we know that there's a shortage. We know that there's not enough copper to put all the in the EVs and the solar panels and all of the wind farms. We know that there's a shortage there. Um, the only wild card is South America. They've got a lot of copper there. They can do something there with that. But Australia, um, next largest, biggest cap is Samphire. Um, so I'm really, I, that's my biggest call for this year is going to be copper. But I think on price actions, um, Samphire is a hold at these levels. Mm -hmm. Uh, do you ever gain exposure to copper via the ETFs that are now on? 
Yeah, you can definitely do that. Uh, again, you get a little bit diluted with uh, with what's happening, but yeah, you, absolutely. I think that's a great way to play it, um, okay. a safer way to play it potentially. Okay, um, let's get on to the next one, Archer Materials. Just going by memory, Henry, this was one of your picks that can change the world or something a while this, ago, This was my it? high conviction uh, pick at 75 cents. It went to three bucks. Really? Um, did you was, sell? Yes. Cash out? Yeah, yeah I did actually. Um, <laughs> as it happened, didn't, didn't quite. Didn't, that's didn't, a brag. You didn't, owe me didn't ring the bell at three bucks. Uh, rang the bell at about two dollars eighty. Um, this one is an interesting company. It's languished ever since. I think it got very hyped up, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's a story stock, right? They always put in announcements of making partnerships and dropping big names. But I mean, is it actually? doing what it said it was going to do, which is, you know, basically... They do keep quite quiet. Um, I've actually been out to the, uh, the lab, or the fab as they call it, in, um, in New South Wales Uni. Um, and it's uh, at Sydney Uni, uh, New South Wales. And it is absolutely fascinating, I've got to say. And I've met uh, Dr. Mohammed Chakir a number of times. Um, and they very little in terms of height. They have a kind of, well, certainly he has this philosophy that build it, patent it, and then the big boys will just come knocking. Um, but it's going to take a long time. We're a long way away from uh, quantum computing. You know, we're just on the cusp of AI, and there's been a lot of that in the press at the moment, a lot of bubble about AI. Yeah. Um, you know, Archer, this could take five to ten years. Uh, they're well funded. They've still got 24 million bucks. Uh, they've got uh, really good committed staff. They've got, it, it is real. I've been out and seen the guys in the white coats with the, you know, the, the, um, the rubber gloves that go through the things. And they, you know, it's, it's, it is real. There's no question that it's real. But, you know, it's going to take a long time. So um, it was always my sort of high conviction long term stock, but it went nuts. And you've got to take profits mm -hmm. when you can, when it goes nuts. But, so where uh, it's sitting right now, would you be buying it? You'd have to be so patient. You know, you've got to, you've got to be patient. You've got to have to look up right over the horizon and go, you know what? Five years, this could be three bucks again. Okay, but you didn't answer my question. Would you buy it? Uh, a speculative buy. With 24 million bucks cash in the bank, I think they're well capitalized. So obviously with all of these smaller companies, the risk is that they they need to do a capital raise and that's and that's obviously a drag on the share price. So always really cognizant or aware of how much cash they've got there. 24 million, I don't know how much they burn on a monthly basis, probably uh, not a lot. So um, I think that will last them for a while, at least another year. So that makes me feel a little bit more comfortable. Overall, I remember when this was a graphite business uh, many, many years ago and um, had some of the best graphite deposits in the world. Um, they obviously saw the light of day and then has moved across. I think this is a hold if you hold it because I, it's too high risk for me and it's too, I don't understand the technology. Henry's gone out there and had a look at the, and it's, so it's a real thing. But I'm, I'm a little bit cautious on this one going forward. So no ca or good cash in the bank, I'd, I'd say it's a hold. Uh, and certainly the technology um, is, is in the forefront. It's just going to take time. Okay, so there you go, hold. All right, let's get on to Aristocrat Leisure. Um, is this a company that can be a little bit, and this is for, let me get the name, this is for Daryl Wants a View in Context of the New South Wales Government Plans for Cashless Gaming. 
Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, <laughs> but we've got... Uh, Sorry. Why are you laughing? Because they're talking about it in five years' time. Yeah. You know, the Paratate government won't even be in in five years' time. They won't be in in five months' time. You know, all this is, so is fine to talk about. It's a headline. An aristocrat is beyond pokies yeah. in New South Wales. Um, yeah. It's a showcase for them, and that's where they started. But, you know, cashless gaming for aristocrat is... Pfft, yeah. It's the global story. It's the digital story. Um, it's also, you know, is this a resilient business even in the face of an economic slowdown? Because from memory, you know, people still go and spend money and still put them into machines. Yeah, agree. So I think this New South Wales key car or a cashless thing would be more of a concern for uh, an Endeavour who yeah. own uh, <coughs> ALH, which is the leisure and hospitality, the pubs and clubs. I think that that's probably where you'd be focusing on or the issue. For Aristocrat, it's a global business. Their social gaming has come back a bit, and hence why we've seen the the sort of the, the share price over a couple of years now sort of slow down a bit or come down a bit. But crop, profit growth is good. We really like this business. It's a buy from me. Um, they know what they're doing. They're longer term as well. They can see what's happening within gaming trends. Uh, they're at the forefront with that. Um, so yeah, I'm really comfortable with Crowd. I've got a lot in a lot of portfolios. Okay, and and at these levels, it's definitely a buy. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. What about you, Henry? Putting the New South Wales question to one side. Putting the New South Wales question to one side. Putting the ESG concerns mm -hmm. to one side, because there are some concerns there. there. Are. Yeah. Um, obviously, digital gaming, and it's called now Pixel United rather than the digital aristocrat business. They they've renamed it. That that I guess is the key to it. It is a it is a great brilliantly managed stock they do what they do really really well they did get everyone got very excited when they raised a heap of money and they were going to do a big takeover mm. if you remember yeah um, and then that never happened and then they kind of sat on the money and didn't really know what to do with it they twiddled their thumbs and they started giving money back to shareholders because they didn't really know what to do with it yeah this is you know if you forget the ESG concerns this is definitely a hold you know it's a key company in that space um, whether we see a slowdown in the US tends to be that um, that sort of industry is kind of defensive mm -hmm. you know people dream and they it's like the lottery corp you know people dream and they hope the hundred million bucks oh this is the week we're going to win it you know yeah. there's that dream and it doesn't slow down um, it's still it's still out there you know you spend a little money and you get a lot of pleasure kind of thing so I think this is a hold I still struggle with it from an from a, an ethical point of view because of the pokies and I just struggle with that, the whole mm -hmm. pokies thing. But um, if you forget all that and forget the ESG concerns, if you forget the damage that pokies do, this is a hold. It's quality, but we could see it come off. Okay, so you would buy if it got cheaper, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a great business. You've got to be pragmatic about these things. <laughs> well, you do, don't you? Because, yeah. you know, there's so many other companies that are destroying the world. Yep. So, um, but no, Aristocrat really does have that uh, edge against... Ainsworth Gaming or these other ones, it is the clear leader in the sector. Okay, we will uh, forget about those companies that are ruining the world and <laughs> keep it uh, Friday in here today, shall we? Now, the next on the list is Reese. This is for Truman. Reese, um, I mean, Truman, hope you're watching. Don't forget this is information only. It's not tailored to your own specific circumstances. So you've got to do your own research. Uh, what do you think about Reese? This is the plumbing company. Um, suppliers, yeah, you know, supplier. it, it services retail, but also trade. I know that the shop front that was near me closed down right. actually and right. uh, moved on. Um, but this was sort of a family held 
tightly held company for quite some time. Mm. So is this more liquid now? Uh, definitely liquid. I mean, it does trade yeah. uh, a fair bit uh, on the exchange. Um, they had a f- uh, they've, they've guided to a, a strong first quarter of this year with top line growth sort of driven by a lot of inflationary pass through. We always like businesses that can pass on that inflation to customers. And so that top line growth, I think management have indicated that, that the volumes have softened in the last quarter. So there is that little bit of a pullback and we saw that in the share price in through October, and November and December. It has certainly moved uh, sideways. But overall, um, we, if you think that inflationary pressure is going to reduce or, or pull back, then certainly something like this is, is something that you could definitely have a look in your portfolio. For me, I've got a couple of clients in it, uh, but I'd say it's a hold only due to the fact that we haven't seen those inflationary pressures really uh, been, uh, been subsided. And I think it does trade at a bit of a premium to its competitors. So just be a little bit cautious mm-hmm. up here on that one. Okay, bit of caution there. What do you make of Reese Henry? I think I'd have it as a sell. It's had a, a little bit of a pop higher and we are seeing discretionary spending is going to come under pressure. And I think, you know, if, if you're not going to move, and we talked about this with REA Group, if you're not going to move and you're going to do a bit of a reno, do you go the full bathroom or do you go the Dulux? You know, do you go the liquor paint or do you do yeah. the, do the bathrooms biggie? Bathrooms are very exy. Well, considering how little time you... I'm speaking for myself, obviously. But, but considering I don't want to know how much time you spend in your But you don't spend a lot of time in the bathroom, no. do you? The kitchens and bathrooms sell houses. Kitchens and bathrooms right, so sell that, houses. That, I know. That's where you've got to put your money. I'd rather spend money on the kitchen than the yeah, bathroom. Fair call. And if you came around to my place, you'd probably see. <laughs> ah, Just okay. waiting for the invite. That's <laughs> all I am, waiting for the invite. It's there, mate. It's always all there. Right, um, I'd, I'd probably be a seller of this one. I prefer, you know, for the US exposure, I prefer James Hardy mm-hmm. because I think it's it's got great management. It's got pricing power. We saw that the other day with Borrell. You know, they put through price increases Market say there's more to come. And the market didn't blink, and they said there's more to come. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got a new CEO, and they've got cost pressures abating, and they've got costs under control, and they're pushing down those costs. Um, I'm not so sure Reese has the same kind of pricing power as, um, as James Hardy does, and I don't think that people are going to spend big on their bathrooms. So for me, having ha- this little, you know, it's popped up from 14 bucks to what? 16, 17 bucks, I think I'll be a seller here. Okay, so that's a sell. I'm trying to remember the supplier, plumbing, plumbing supplier into the US. The shark bite one. Yeah. You're talking about Reliance. Reliance, Reliance. 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 And Reliance today, there's, there's rumors that private equity is having a bit of a sniff round. Oh, I didn't All see right. that. Yeah, um, so that, that's interesting. I mean, it could be that you see Reliance fall to private equity and then the next cab off the rank could be Reese, but it's kind of a different kind of sphere. I mean, Reese is more your toilets, your vanities, and that sort of yeah. things, and more retail. Whereas um, the Reliance Worldwide is the is the is the, the joining um, the shark thing. Yeah. Can't remember what's full, full name is shark. Yeah, quite something. Yeah, I'm going to call them point. because they're always an interesting one around reporting season because you do get a look into mm. you know yeah. what's happening in the U.S. market as well and inflation and all the rest of it. Um, great. Okay, so we are believe it or not already at the halfway mark. So. Let's get across what happened with REA. Bit of disagreement here. Um, Look, a solid result, Henry says, but he would be selling now. It's a hold for Adam, but he would look to buy at about $105, somewhere around that. He reckons that you could get it cheaper in the weeks or months to come. So just hold your fire on that one. West Farmers is a hold for Henry. 
Um, he expects it to potentially drift lower. Don't forget, we do have a lot of headwinds facing the Aussie consumer. It's a buy for Adam. He, he really likes this one. It's in client portfolios, um, but you would look to buy it under 50. It's under $50 right now, and that's why it's a buy. Sandfire, it's a hold for both of my guests. However, again, Adam says this is in a lot of his client portfolios. At this price, looking a bit toppy, $6.30, round about there, but buy this one on weakness. You can write this down, I will be. Copper is Adam's call for 2023. Um, but look, yeah, uh, Henry just reckons that it's run a little bit hard, so just hold on to it for now. Archer Materials, this is Henry's specky <laughs> buy, but it's a long waiting game tell anything sort of goes to commercialization so that's why it's a specky buy it's too high risk for adam so it's a hold for him aristocrat leisure a buy for adam he thinks that it's going to go well from here but it's a hold for henry it's a key company best in class but uh, he wouldn't be buying it right now and reese a sell for henry it's popped higher so do that it's a hold for adam he's a bit cautious on it uh, he wouldn't be buying at this price so that is, uh, yeah, what uh, we will consider today. Nothing going to the investment committee. Uh, there were no double buys there. Uh, we just have uh, put the investment committee up online at osbiz.com.au. Here is the portfolio update. Uh, that's of February 2023. We'll actually be playing the investment committee on the channel, so on the live stream at uh, 2 p.m. if you'd like to listen into that. So going into February, Aristocrat, there you go, and JB Hi-Fi were removed. JB Hi-Fi, I'm not surprised there. Paradigm and New Century Resources were added. Were you behind those ones, Henry? Um, I wasn't behind Paradigm. I did suggest New Century, and it was suggested by somebody else. Um, and then we got four yeses. I don't think we've ever had four yeses. Right. And it's been a bit of a dog so mm -hmm. far. So there you go. Powers right. of persuasion, perhaps. Mm -hmm. BHP, CSL and Boss Energy weightings were increased. So portfolio performance, shall we? 14.2% on a cumulative return basis since well its inception on March the 1st. It's not just him, by the way. Oh, just right, so you know. Well, <laughs> mainly, mainly, yeah. All right. All Keep you, your right. requests coming in. Keep the call switched on to see which stocks our committee will be looking at next. At CMC, we've been in the game for a while, and although a lot of things have changed, our mentality hasn't. We aim to give experienced traders the best trading experience, like our expert platform with its second-to-none trading tools, plus our pricing is completely transparent. That's why people who've been trading for a long time stay with us for a long time. So if you're serious about trading, switch to the market leader trusted for over 30 years. Trade CFDs your way at cmcmarkets.com. You don't own underlying assets. Consider relevant PDS and TMD or information memorandum for CMC Pro accounts at our website. All of January we had super buy. Now in February it is super sell. Absolutely. If any of our experts on the call disagree with the stock in the call's fantasy portfolio, they can say super sell. And it comes straight back to the investment committee. All of February exclusive on Ausbiz, you don't want to miss it. Okay, so that was a little piece of paradise there. <laughs> Welcome back to the program. Look, guys, uh, any super sells, Adam? You really disagree with anything? I mean, you could, I guess, 
make Paradigm a supercell? Uh, no, I'm not going to make Paradigm a supercell. Um, I'd like to make Elders a supercell. Can I backdate that about a week and a half? <coughs> yeah, right. Actually, no. about, about two months, really. Two months. Yeah, because um, you guys increased the wedding to Elders, didn't you? I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you are the investment committee, all right? Yeah, he is <laughs> so, now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the one that I find odd, and I don't know quite how it worked out, because it's always a bit of a lottery, um, Soul Pats is bigger holding than BHP. Oh, really? Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know quite how that was one. Was that a price in. action though, as well? Sort of. Uh, it was kind of. Uh, it was a bit of a coal exposure, which may not actually work out that well. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. All right. So that is uh, the call, <laughs> the investment committee. You can watch it at two p.m. Eastern, right here on Ausbiz. Why would you go anywhere else when we discuss ProMedicus? We'll be talking about Flight Center in the next half hour. Norcross. Nanasonics and WiseTech. All right, let's get going, shall we, guys? ProMedicus. Uh, this is for Denise. PME is the ticker code. Uh, doing quite well. What do you think of it, Adam? Well, I was going to put it over to Henry because he's an expert on this one. Okay, Henry. No. <laughs> I, I'm better on the Bank of Japan, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. <laughs> Don't start. All right, so ProMedicus, uh, look, um, it's had a positive start to this year. Mm -hmm. uh, price action, look, has been pretty good. And they've won another two contracts, which is totaling around about $47 million. So they uh, are doing really well uh, up here um, for, for all of it. I think overall earnings, uh, uh, most brokers have revised their re revenue forecast by around about up 1% or 2%. And we've got to be careful because there is a mix of um, foreign exchange moves on this one as well. It feels like I want to take some profits up here at $64. I mean, even at 60, I think most brokers have got sort of 65 to $68. But it feels like I want to take some profits. So I'm going to say it's a sell, take some profits here, because every time it gets to close to these levels, it now comes back. Even with these con contract wins, we're in a bit of a, a good patch for the business at the moment. But I think you'd be wise to take some profits. So sell, well, profit-taking sell. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. fine. That's fair. Yeah. You've got to crystallize your profits sometimes. That's right. Wow. I'm stunned. Uh, well, I, would I put a sell on something? Yeah, I am. I am. Um, uh, when, uh, when we were prepping for this program, I, I had to come up with five stocks that I didn't like and I wanted to sell. So the next ones, next five are the ones I want to sell. Right. Primedicus. Right. It's run from 37 bucks to nearly 70 bucks yep. since June. That's extraordinary. Yeah. Now, the PE is off the scale. You know, it, it's... it's it, it, whatever. I mean, yeah. it's you know, 60, 70, 80, 90. Um, it's a really good company with a really good product with a really good revenue stream in the US. It's doing very well. It's getting new contracts. It has just run way too hard for my liking. Um, everybody always loves it. Everyone always upgrades it. And it's the first sort of go-to tech, so tech mm -hmm. stock, you know, medical device stock. Um, you know, with global the exposure, global exposure, US exposure, US rebate. It's so easy to like it, but it's just run thirty-seven bucks to seventy bucks. Yeah, really? No, I agree. I agree. Sell. Yeah, take your money and run. Not sprint, but just maybe <laughs> jog. With, with a bit of skip in your step. With you a bit of a skip in your you step, some money. Another thing I'd like to see one of these days. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Flight Center, FLT, you know it. This is from Nick. He says, will the travel boom fade with rising rates? Interesting question because, you know, everybody's so keen to go places, 
now. Mm. Pretty expensive though to do so, Adam. Very How expensive. does this impact Flight Center though? It's been through such a tumultuous time. Yeah. Come out the other end, yeah. now looking to acquire. Well, it is acquiring a business in the UK. Yeah, so it, it, it looks interesting because you, you've got this COVID hangover, which we've, we've all talked about, all of the reopening trade. But you've got all these people that have still got these, and it's probably this is the, the last six months where they've got all these vouchers that they didn't get to use when they were uh, in COVID, and hence they've then had to reuse those, which is keeping the air prices higher or the airline prices higher. But I suspect that you'll start to see those prices start to come down, which is probably good for Flight Centre and a longer term basis that they if they're getting cheaper flights. But remember, I always say this, at $20, it used to be this used to be a forty dollar stock all day every day. When COVID hit, it re-issued um, uh, its whole uh, whole capital base again <laughs> at three dollars. So it basically means now that a twenty dollars is is a forty dollar stock if if I'm making sense. But so um, it, it, when it gets to twenty dollars, it will always get sold off. I'm not a fan of Flight Center. I think they've done a really good job in getting rid of all the bricks and mortars. They've gone more online. They've done more corporate travel, which has been which has been positive for them. But it's just a stock that I just don't need to be. So anything around that $20 mark, it's a sell for me. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because it also did an equity, $180 million uh, placement, you know, to fund this purchase of, I'm trying to remember the name of this Scott company, Dunn. Scott Dunn. Scott Dunn. Um, so yeah, would Flight Center be a buy, hold, or sell? It'd be a sell. It is a sell. Yeah. I mean, there's only so many times you can visit your family in England. Let's face it. <laughs> well, you know, don't I you? know that from from experience. <laughs> um, there's oh my, you know, there's pent up demand, but when you release the dam, you know, the water spurts out, yeah. but then it slows to a trickle again. And you know, we're seeing China come back online, uh, which is good, but that's not really going to help Flight Center. The other gauge I get, the thing that confuses me about Flight Center, let's face it, is the whole bricks and clicks model. You know, and there's a lot of advertising at the moment by Flight Center as well, by the way. But we have a Flight Center in Avalon, where I have my office. It has been closed since the beginning of COVID. Avalon is an affluent area. Mm. Avalon travel agents should kill it in Avalon. We've got old people, we've got young people, we've got people with money, we've got out-of-towners. It's closed. Big sign on the door, go elsewhere. You know, and every time I go past the flight centre shop, it's closed. What's going on? It's not cheap rent in Avalon either. You know, so it's like the flight centre signage is still up? No, the yeah. whole office is there. It's, it's whole empty. It's the empty. whole office is there. It's right. empty. It's got all the computers sitting so there still and the sign saying, due yeah. to COVID, Because I've seen so many of them like have. absolutely clear out. There was one seen. on every corner in the city yeah. and yep. now there's not. So, yeah. so you know, what's happened to all those leases? What's happened to all those businesses? This is an affluent area where people can afford it. So, you know, the market got all excited about this Scott Dunn thing. It got all excited about, you know, a bit of rebounding corporate travel. It didn't get that excited about corporate travel, mind you. Mm. Um, but it got all excited about this one. I think the market's wrong. And I think Adam's, you know, people look at the chart and go, this was a $40 stock. It will go to $40. They forget, and we did some work on this, yeah. with the massive capital raising they did when COVID hit, it changes the basis. 100%. You can't just look at the wiggly lines and go, yeah, this is a $40 stock again. It's not. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's bigger, massively bigger now than it was pre-COVID. And you can't tell me that it's going better than pre-COVID. Yeah, huge dilution. So, yeah, it's not working. And, you know, fares are coming down. Yes. Fares are coming down. You look at, um, you know, when I go to Skyscanner and I look at fares overseas to go and see my family in the UK, which I have to do, obviously, and I love to do, 
you know, fares are coming down. Mm. They're not as much as they used to be. And that gives margins a bit of a little, you know, it's not, if you're charging five grand for a ticket, your margins can be, Yeah. if you're charging two grand. But they're all about package holidays as well, Flight Centre, and they've, yep. done, they've done well in that space, you know, the Fijis, but that really hasn't started up as much either. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I'd be cautious on Flight Centre anywhere close to 20 bucks. Which were eighteen ninety at the moment. Yeah. So. yeah. Okay. So that's a sell from both of you. Yeah. Is that in the portfolio? I can't remember. No, it no. won't be. Okay. <laughs> Not anymore. Okay. <laughs> I have my way. I'm just. I don't no, know. We don't. What the, yeah, I what? think it's NXT. It's supposed to be next. Yeah. DC. It was supposed to be next DC. Yeah. yeah. Like what, what? What was going I have, on? I was just. I have no idea what Norcross is. Me neither. No. I mean, there is a London listed no, it was company. Supposed, it was supposed to be next DC, and I think maybe my fat fingers typed. Uh, the wrong uh, a T instead of an R. They're both very close together, <laughs> uh, and my fingers are a bit fat, so I think we got to T instead of. Okay, let's just no, talk let's next DC. Yeah. Why don't we yeah. talk next DC? You love the data center theme, don't you? But I, you like the smaller I one. I do, yes, yeah. and I've been selling my lovely um, uh, GDC, which is my global data center. I've Why? been selling due to the fact that high electricity prices have not been able to be passed on to the customer because next dc as well as gdc uh have these contracts that are for two to three years or even longer they can't lift their prices while that contract's in place and only then when they roll the contract over can they get higher prices so their margin has been squeezed so much with these higher electricity prices because remember data centers are basically just a big fridge or a big warehouse that's air conditioned and got security on it that that's all it is so um next dc obviously the big boy in the room they've had a good start to 2023 but they've also come up against higher property prices around the major capital cities due to the fact they need to get some big warehouse space and they need to be close to the city to allow the data to flow. Um, they've had to pa uh, pay overs to get these sites, hence their margins have been crimped as well. So for me, it's a sell. I think that, that overall, when you start to see contracts being renewed, higher prices are allowed to come in and margins are stabilized, as well as electricity prices or, or, or that comes, comes down, and I don't know when that is gonna come down. Uh, it, that they're the catalyst for me to sort of switch to a buy, but at the moment I'm a seller of both of those data center stocks. But Henry, we've got everything living in the cloud now. We've got Chat GPT, we've got AI, the next yep. big thing, Web three. I mean, uh, next you see, it's not as if it's been outperforming. Um, no. Why wouldn't you hold it if you know that we're going to need more of these data centers going forward? Well, it's it's not a new thing that we're going to need more data centers. The problem is that you've got to spend a lot of money to build them. It costs more and more money to run them, as Adam rightly points out with the electricity bill. You know, I know my bill's pretty bad. You imagine what next DC's bill's going to be for all that refrigeration. Yeah. Um, I don't like this one, and I think ultimately, you know, data storage just becomes, just, it's just generic. You know, when these guys started out, it was imperative for local companies that wanted to store data in the cloud to have the data centers in the same country. So they wouldn't go to AWS and, and Amazon in, in the US. They wanted security. And we've seen that you know, recently with Medibank yeah. and, and Optus as well. They wanted security of their data. And, and to be able to drive by and see your center and go, well, that's where my data is, 
is cool. I mean, it's a bit like being a property investor. So that was good. But what's happened is the big boys, one of they've allayed those fears and also they've come here as well. They've set up data centers here. It just becomes a generic thing. It's just a, you know, it costs you 15 bucks a month to store this amount of data or whatever it is. I don't know the price, but that's it. And it doesn't matter whether it's with Amazon, NextDC, GDC, it's the same price. And where's your moat? Where's your, where's your advantage if the big boys are coming? I, I really, I've never liked this one because I think data just becomes generic. It's like with your phone plan. You know, I keep getting offered another 40 gigs by Amazim. I don't want 40 gigs. I don't need another 40 gigs. Mm. I've got more than enough. Mm. You know, I can watch Adam on Ozbiz to my heart's content with my data. Stream it, 24 (laughs) seven. I can go to the Adam Dawes YouTube channel. I don't need any more data. I think data just becomes generic and that becomes a, there's no moat and it just costs more to build them and to run them and there's more competition. Don't like it, sell. Two cells, two more cells. This is a cell heavy half hour, isn't it? Okay, let's see what, what the verdict is when it comes to Nanasonic. So. Again, Nanasonics has had a bit of a pop. Is that enough justification to sell? Let's do this one for Lizzie. What do you think, Adam? (coughs) (laughs) (coughs) I'm I'm undecided on on Nanasonics. I followed this one for many, many, many years and and sort of been in and out of it a couple of times, some successfully, some not uh, overall. Look, the guidance that they they came through was actually pretty positive uh, going forward. Revenue was up 34% and they're looking on a constant currency basis up 27%. So it actually looks pretty good uh, as far as that US restructure and the de-risking of the business. Um, Back in the day, they used to be able to, when they got got the contracts with GE, they weren't able to to source all of the products, the Trophon and all those kinds of things. They weren't able to do it because they just didn't have the manpower to get the products out there. That's all changed. They've They've got all of that. So overall, I think it's a hold. It's quite a volatile stock. And if you sort of had a look at that chart, you could see that it is volatile and be really cautious because that volatility can unnerve investors, especially when you get to the stage where you potentially think you made some money and then the next couple of days you've lost it all. But yeah, for me, it's a hold. I, I think it, it, it serves a really good purpose in the in the hospital, hospitality, hospital hospital industry. And it has- uh, It's disinfectants. It's, dis- it's a- Disinfectant you know. for probes. Yeah. Yep. So it, it, it is a major thing. And, you know, they've always talked about disinfecting whole rooms of hospitals and things like that with their technology. A little bit far-fetched, but overall. So for me, it's a hold, I think, on just probably on valuation grounds and just be a little bit careful on that volatility. Yeah, put out a first half trading update and revised its outlook going forward. So targets, uh, total group revenue of 36% to 41%, that's up significantly from 20 to 25%. Gross margin, 77 to 79%, up again mm-hmm. on its previous estimates. Operating expenses ah, to grow as well. Um, but look, you know, it's talking about uncertainty in re- relating to market conditions. You know, we are facing a slowdown in the States as well. We are facing a slowdown in the States. I saw a, um, a survey from small business in the US that said they're already in a recession. Mm-hmm. 70% of small business in the US already think they're in a recession. Um, not that that really affects Trophon and, and Nanosonics. This one, again, is another one of those high PE stocks that's run really hard. Mm. Um, they have had the divorce. Um, from General Electric in terms of the way they market their product in the US. And that does seem to be going well. Margins are strong. It was a good update. Everything kind of looks good. It has just run kind of hard. 
and you just get the sense that maybe things are going to change a little bit in the US going forward. Uh, there's also an election coming up in the US as well, uh, a couple of years away, Joe Biden stamping his, um, his kind of uh, name on the, on the ballot ticket, I guess, with the State of the Union, and yeah. then we potentially have you know, changes to, to the whole hospital system in the US, maybe. I just, it's just run too hard for me. It's just, at the moment, it's a sell. And it was, again, it was another one of those stocks that I suggested as a sell. So um, it looks good on paper. I just think there's a few headwinds and it could come back. Um, again, it's run really hard from those June lows, December lows. Um, Reports on February 23rd. So yeah. do you anticipate, you know, a bit of a... A bit of a pop potentially if it reports. Yeah, well, well, I mean, I mean we've got every indication that it will. They've, they've, yeah, and they've they've preempted the market yeah. or told the market that things are looking pretty good. Twenty um, third of Feb is one of those busy days mm -hmm. where everybody reports, so it might get lost in the noise. So yeah, it, I mean, there've been a lot of companies that have actually pre-guided and and sort of said we're not going to have as good as what we thought, which I think is the right the right way to be. Um, whether Nanasonics is able to do that, but I, I agree with Henry, it has run pretty hard. So you just got to be a little bit cautious. And, and with most stocks that we're seeing reporting at the moment, there's this knee-jerk reaction of sell and then ask questions later. And that potentially might happen for some of these smaller uh, tech stocks. Can I call it a tech stock? You can. Yeah, it is technology, isn't it? Yeah. MedTech, yeah. Nanasonics, that's the verdict. Okay, uh, let's get to the last on the list, which is WiseTech for Thomas, WTC. Uh, look, it has just recently <coughs> made a, another acquisition. It's for a logistics platform called Onvase, and uh, WiseTech has been going well as far as Aussie Tech goes. WiseTech has been going well. Uh, I get one of the problems we have in Australia, we have very few genuine tech stocks, don't we? Yep. You know, we don't have a Facebook. Our biggest tech stock chose to go elsewhere, which is a bit of a sad indictment on the ASX, Alassian. Yeah, you know, they, they went to the US to list. So, so WiseTech by default is almost a market leader with zero um, in, the, in the sort of the technology index. This, these guys did this recent acquisition, 230 million bucks evades technology. Mm -hmm. um, interesting, isn't it? You, it's, you know, WiseTech was a company that did probably an acquisition a day yeah. at one stage, and then it did zip. Yep. Yeah. For a long time, it got attacked by JCAP yes. as a short-selling That thing. didn't work out. No. That well didn't work out very well for JCAP. No. WiseTech saw them off, um, but it has run hard. Mm. Um, and I think some of the competitors we've seen in the space have been alluding to um, freight coming off. Slow down. Yeah. A bit of a slowdown globally of stuff whizzing around the planet. So I think given that it's run really hard, I think we are seeing a bit of a crack appearing in the US tech sector. And where that goes, let's face it, our tech stocks will probably follow to some extent. And I guess part of me is concerned that maybe we'll go back to the days when WiseTech are doing Mm, I spoke with Elise Kennedy from Jardin about WiseTech this smart week. Girl. Yep, she doesn't reckon they're going to go back to you know hoovering up sort of everything. Well, there's probably not much to hoover up, is there? Yeah. Let's face it, they probably hoovered up most of it. Um, She's still positive on WiseTech, by the way. Yeah, well, I'm, I'll go against that. I'll go with a sell okay. on WiseTech, just because it's run hard. I think our technology sector will follow the U.S. technology sector, and I think we've got some bumps in the road coming. So, what tech can you hold? <coughs> okay, well, that wasn't on your list, so I'll let you think about that one. I don't want to make list. you uncomfortable. Um, what do you think about WiseTech? Uh, 
Look, um, on price action alone, I think it's a sell. Uh, but you know, they are constantly upgrading numbers. So I'm going to say it's a hold. On okay. price action, I think it's a sell. If you've got it, um, I think you hold it because it is a very good business and it does well. Henry's absolutely- That makes no sense, sorry. I am gonna push you on no, this no, point because okay. I'll get yeah, somebody to write in and tell me- you know That I didn't make any yeah. sense, yeah. So okay, yeah, if, so you're, if you're, if you're, you're <laughs> saying sell it, so by default you would need to okay, already so be holding it if you were gonna sell it, okay, so- okay. Yeah, sorry, my apologies. Um, it, it, at this price, if we can get the chart back up, I'll show you what I mean. <laughs> okay. um, that uh, the, the, the price action alone, it, it keeps hitting this sort, I think it's 57. Yeah. Seven and then sort of comes back, yeah? So it's in that range. I think that there's further downside to go. So I'd be up taking profits or selling it. However, if you're holding it and you've got a long-term view and you're not trading it, a long-term view, there's nothing wrong with the business. Albeit, yes, there is slowdown and decline in sea freight volumes and we're starting to see that starting to come through in all the numbers. Uh, I'm comfortable with it. So if you if you... I'll, all right, I'll start again. Let's just put a, <laughs> let's just put a hold on it, and then uh, I'll shut up. <laughs> okay, uh, clear as mud. Great. Take, take clear some profits. Mud. Take yeah, some yeah. profits. Take, take, take some, some profits. Pro oh my pound. god. <laughs> do you have tech in client portfolios? Do. do you look to I get do. into tech now yeah. because we've got a lot of. Well, you could say value on offer yeah. in some names, or you our know. largest one is zero, and we've got a lot in that. Yeah, uh, I've wrongly been in Megaport and I'm still hurting on that one for mm -hmm. my own portfolio as well as clients. And the upgrade, or the uh, upgrade, the update the other day wasn't fantastic yeah. to Megaport and hence it gets smacked down again. So there's certainly some value in those in those names, but zero obviously I think is, is the better of them. I'm really comfortable with that. Um, the other way that we're, we're sort of been playing tech is in the US and buying the NASDAQ 100 NDQ. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's been working, working really, really well for us as well. So you're getting the Microsofts, the Googles and everything else, top 100 stocks. Uh, I think that's a great way of playing uh, the tech space at the moment. Um, I've given you a moment to think. Do you, do you think there's room for tech adding growth to a portfolio now? Got nothing. Got no. <laughs> well, with, um, the, with the interest rates coming, potentially coming off the end of where, this year. Where are they coming off? Well, maybe we've just had all the central year. banks saying that interest rates are going even higher. But but to Adam's point, I'm going to stick up for you Thank here because yeah. I feel you. a bit that's mean. Yeah, from that's before. fine. That's but you know, fine. CBA they're forecasting a couple more rate hikes now, but they anticipate that the RBA will be forced to cut by the end of this calendar year, which is extraordinary. But that's that's what the forecast is. I, I, yeah, I, th I think we're referencing the wrong time period because we're referencing post GFC pre-COVID or, or right. COVID. Right. So we're referencing a 10 year or a decade long decline in interest rates yep. to record lows yep. to $16 trillion worth of negative yeah. uh, interest rate paying bonds. The period before the GFC, you look, interest rates were 5%. Yeah. Isn't that where we're going now? Not globally. Though, I don't think, well, I don't think those, well, anyways. The RBA, the rate in most of the early 2000s was around 5%. Okay. It's interesting. And we had John Howard, sorry. Yeah. Um, we had John Howard was going to push it up to 7, 7.5%. GST pushed inflation up. Um, inflation okay. was kind of around then. Um, and interest rates were 5%. Mm. I had a conversation with a gentleman this morning, Ilya Spivak from... Um, 
from Tasty Trade, I think it's called now, and he reckons that there are signs that we could be in for it. What's, it, it, could what's be it called? <laughs> Tasty, Tasty Trade. Tra I didn't make Tasty up the name. Trade. I think so. Gosh, now you've got me doubting myself. <laughs> Anyways, he's talking about some of those themes from the State of the Union, you know, the reshoring, the onshoring. He thinks that there's, you know, big changes happening structurally when it comes to inflation. So he's in yeah. your camp, you know, that we're not going... We'll never go back to those emergency levels, hopefully, because it means we're in an emergency, and but that, yeah. you know, that inflation structurally uh, has and, and changed. And that was just a number. Let's face it, that was just a number. The central banks plucked out of thin air, 2 to 3%. Yeah. And all the other central banks went, yeah, yeah, yeah 2 that, to 3%. Yeah. Have you heard the history of that? That actually uh, originated in New Zealand. With Did the, it? Yeah, right. yeah. There was a central wow. banker in New Zealand who came up with this between 2 and 3%, and that took off around the globe. It, it, yeah, it's just, it is, it's, it's made up. Yeah. It's just a number. The thing, I think what, what's going to happen a lot of this is that we're seeing inflation starting to come down, but it's going to hit a level and it's going to be stubborn at that level and it's going to move sideways for a while, which is going to unnerve markets because markets are enjoying that sort of downward pressure on it. It will sit, whether that's 5%, 4%, wherever it is, but it's going to stay stubbornly high or stay stubbornly longer in that area and that's going to potentially uh, put a headwind for the markets going forward because we won't be able to raise interest rates too much more because that will really then uh, decouple the mar uh, housing market and those kinds of things but but inflation is going to stay stubbornly high or at a level which they can't get it down and i guess that's going to be a headwind for the market okay we have really gone off piste haven't we okay and it is Celia <laughs> spivak from tasty trade okay i'm there right there you go tasty let's trades. just recap what we've learned so this was a very sell heavy uh little half here so we've got pro medicus a sell from both of my guests it's run too hard take your profit says adam flight center it's a sell henry is just flummoxed by this business um and uh yeah Flummoxed. you're gonna Flummoxed. Yeah, you're welcome yeah. thank you mm. all right and then next dc it's a sell from both of my guests uh, adam has even been selling his exposure to data centers which he's been I talking have. about for years yes. so that's actually yep. a big shift in sentiment there he's talking about higher energy prices higher property prices and uh, henry says where's your moat next dc uh, nanasonics take profits in henry's view it's a hold though in adam's view uh although i think he struggled with that one as he did with <laughs> wise tech um, it's a hold if you believe in the company for the very long term but it's a sell if you would like to take some profits um, and it's a sell for Henry because he just reckons that it's run too hard and he's talking about reshoring and cracks being seen in US tech which led to our nice conversation at the end it was nice seeing was. you in studio Adam absolutely thank you Glad so much here. I hope you have a really good weekend you too Henry Jennings so there's no nice to see me in the studio yeah no it is I was gonna say thank you <laughs> for coming all the way from months. Newport <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot all right thank you guys have yep. a good day have a good weekend and thank you for watching I hope you enjoyed the program if you'd like us to cover a company the call at osbiz.com.au stay with us we'll bring you through the pulse next Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.